This podcast is brought to you by frothies.com. If you like that drinking and party culture, you can get that on a t-shirt. The Slosh Poppies t-shirt, the Frothies Boy t-shirt. For all your apparel needs, visit frothies.com. And if you love ads at the very beginning of your podcast, then you are going to love Charging Stallion Presents News We Like. Good day. Hello. My name's Tim. My name's Cam. And you're listening to Charging Stallion Presents News We Like. It's a weekly news podcast where Timmy and I sit opposite each other and tell us about the news stories that interest us. And Timmy always corrects me on that and says, no, it's obscure news. <laughs> we got to sound professional, Cam, you know what I mean? Do you think that the word obscure is more professional than the news that interests us? It's how we get the cults in, the crazies. Anything with the headline obscure, mm-hmm. we, get the, we get the crazies through. That's what we want. Yeah, I like that you equate the crazies with professionalism. <laughs> <laughs> they want their crazies with a, with, with a touch of professionalism. A suit you know and tie I mean? and a gut full of acid <laughs> and cyanide. How's your week There's been, man? New Age heavies, bro. Love them. Um, week's been good, man. I, uh, I, went, I went up to Brisbane and emceed a wedding on oh, Sunday how'd night. how'd you do? Good man, the wedding went really well. Congratulations to uh, Stallion Callan, who listens to the podcast, mm. and uh, to uh, his his new wife and my good friend Maggie. So congrats, congrats, Callan. Yeah. Callan is definitely one of your friends that I'm not sure I believe in because he is involved in so many of your stories. <laughs> so many of Timmy's stories are, yeah, me and Callan, me and Callan, and even that story yeah. just then. There's part of me that thinks you just maybe like went to the casino for the weekend. <laughs> Well, I've known him since I was two years old. So you say. So there's a, there's a few, there's a few, but the wedding was the wedding was good, and uh, the wedding went real well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when then flew, I uh, convinced my girlfriend to fly back uh, to Melbourne at seven a.m. the next morning to come back and watch the Conor McGregor fight on Sunday. Oh, did she like that? Uh, she well didn't like getting up early, but she enjoyed the day. I'm pretty sure. Was yeah. she? Did she watch the fight? Yeah, she gets into it. Okay, she gets into it. She likes it. She enjoys yeah. it. Yeah. And um, she really likes the um, – because the, there's all um, female side of the sport as well. Mm-hmm. So she really likes the uh, – she's got a few female fighters that she's a big fan of. Yeah. And, um, yeah, man, we had, a, we had a really good day. I don't know if you watched the fights or heard about them, but there was a crazy brawl at the end. and it. I have actually heard yeah. about that because our good mate Scott is crashing at mine at the moment. Oh, he loves and he UFC, gave me bro. a play-by-play. <laughs> like I heard that Connor was trying to sit on top of the fence and that one of – uh, do you say Habib? Is that the pronunciation? Yeah. It's got a, yeah. But it's got a K in it. Yeah. Um, I feel like such a pro. I'm yeah, so- nice, bro. <laughs> Did we just start an MMA podcast? I think by letting <laughs> Scott crash here, I've become infected. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he said that Connor got into a bit of a, he got yanked off the fence, but Connor won that, that fight, that scuffle. Yeah, but he didn't win the fight itself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How was your weekend, dude? Yeah, it was good, man. Um, just kind of chilled out, went to a mate's birthday at an Indian restaurant, nothing nothing too major, it was a lot of fun. Um, 
yeah, that's pretty much it. I wanted to ask you about. Um, so we went to Last Chance. Yeah, man. Like we played a show there, and it was it was great. Um, you have a planter <laughs> box that you consider your plant. <laughs> I just wanted to chat about those. <laughs> All right, let's talk about them, dude. Yeah, so um, I can't yeah. remember. Have we talked about this on the podcast? I don't think so. So a brief real history of this, a real, real, real quick history of this story is that I was drinking there with uh, Dean from Drunk Mums and we decided that we were going to take over the planter boxes. Dean left to Spain the next day, so I thought, so the uh, last chance the bar popped up saying, this weekend Dean and Dean from Drunk Mums and Tim from Charging Stallion are going to come in and do some gardening, come along for beer. So I thought, well, I better go do it. So I took plants from my garden at home and put them into the planter box at the front of the bar and they are already dead. They look horrific. <laughs> That's so bad, dude. Jump on your Instagram right now if it's convenient not if you're driving jump on Instagram and scroll back a few posts there's a picture of Timmy in front of a planter box and the second image it looks like oh like petrified vomit the plants and yeah. that was in less than two weeks they like less than two weeks and you saw how well they, they they look good at my house though yeah they looked fine at your yeah. house but whatever you did to them outside last chance they are wretched they're horrible yeah horrible. I need to get something more rigid to put out there like yeah. a, I need to get a, a rock <laughs> I was thinking more of a cactus. Oh, uh, yeah. Because I do like the idea of having, like, my own city garden, you know, at the front of a, at the front of a pub that's mine. I, I, like that, I like that idea. Yeah. I, I'm not ready to give up on it just yet. This is just a learning curve, you know? Yeah, man, just a little blip. <laughs> All right, Timmy, should we talk about some obscure news to... Kind of... I prefer to say just news that you and I like, but oh, okay. let's get into it. Well, I'm trying to get the cults in. <laughs> What about all the culty people? <laughs> Hit me, brother. A Banksy piece worth $2.7 million shreds itself in front of shocked bidders. An artwork from the world-famous street artist Banksy was shredded by its frame shortly after being auctioned in London for over a million pounds. The artwork, Girl with a Balloon, from 2006, was auctioned at Sotheby's auction in London last night well, whenever this was written, the night before that, when it self-destructed, the piece was the final lot of the sale and went for over a million pounds with buyer's premium of uh, even more than a million pounds. Casterline Goodman Gallery's Robert Casterline told the person writing this article, there was complete confusion and an alarm inside the frame started going off as the gavel went down. So what do you think of that, Timmy? So Would you do as, that so, to your own artwork? So has Banksy set this up that he he's put the frame in there mm. with 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 this in it? Yeah, that shreds the, the a shredder that shreds the artwork. Mm-hmm. Did he was he there? Like was maybe nobody knows if Banksy's a person or a group of people. Like, does nobody know? It could be Penn and Teller, right? So nobody knows who. Ba- no. Uh, no, Banksy's the street artist, right? But nobody knows his real identity. True. Yeah. Right, so they don't know if it's a group of a group of people or yeah, one that's single the person. Or... That's the theory. They're kind of saying, well, is it like um, a handful of artists who who meet up and say, what are the things that we want to make art about? And then they're like, well, there's a war going on in this place. Let's um, let's paint a, a person crying, fix the war. So is it? So so no, so no one. Surely some people would know though. But it's not. It's not to There'll the be general some people public. That know. That, yeah. Like, if if you were like the deep in that, like if you were quite large in that graffiti community mm. like if you're quite famous in there you might know someone that knows you might be in the know potentially yeah but i feel like the secret would have come out 
if anybody apart from whoever Banksy is. I knew. didn't know that it was this much like anonymous or yeah, or, man. or whatever. I, I just thought it was Banksy was a dude that people know who he is, but How no you, one really. What did you picture Banksy's face to look like when you pictured Banksy? Um, kind of like tan. Yeah. Just a tan, tan dude, kind of like. How tan, like, spends too much time out? Nah, like European tan. Oh, healthy. Like, yeah, like a, no, but like, but like, you know, like, like maybe a Greek person or like a bit Greek or French or something like that, you know, like, so natu- naturally tan skin. No, not muscly. Trustworthy? Mm, yeah, pretty trustworthy. Yeah. Fairly trustworthy. How, how do you picture Banksy? I kind of picture him more as a skateboarder, like mm. maybe a character you could pick off Tony Hawk 2 where I yep. w- with the graphics, even if I did know what the skater was supposed to look like. <laughs> I picture him with a pixelated PS2, <laughs> PS2 quality body. And all doing a weird sort of like slight shake. Yeah, like, like the body's got his whole body is breathing. <laughs> he hunches and then stands straight to breathe. Now that's, so had somebody... See, I don't understand how nobody knows. If somebody bought this artwork, how do they not know that it's just someone that can, like how do they not know that it's a fake, you know what I mean? How do they not know that someone else hasn't drawn this? Oh, how do they legitimize whether or not this is a real Banksy? Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, Yeah. well, yeah, you're right. The people who own these art Mm. galleries must only accept uh, bookings from what they consider the real Banksy. Have you seen the Banksy? So book? weird, bro. I don't know. I didn't know this this side of it. I reckon yeah. you would love. Have you seen the Banksy documentary? No, is it a thing? Yeah, man, it's yeah. outrageous. Like the whole. So Banksy was massive, like yeah, maybe I, ten to twelve. Like you, yeah. everyone knows that yeah. he was massive, like a decade. I've seen ago. a bunch of his art and everything yeah. like that. Yeah, well, their art, her art, who knows? Yeah, and uh, a documentary. Supposedly, Banksy released this documentary, finally revealing, like, showing himself on camera, but still with a blurred face and yeah. a voice changer and stuff. But to me, and I think to, for most people now, that documentary is just a complete farce. Like, right. it's Banksy made it, but it's pretty much a mockumentary like he just invented a few characters hired some guy <laughs> blurred out his face or the group banksy right. yeah yeah it's crazy mm. but but yeah anyway so this is his latest prank um i guess he's like jackass for the rich <laughs> yeah jackass for the art world <laughs> yeah bro yeah <laughs> that's cool. all you are banksy <laughs> i do dig it i like the idea of it stir yeah. up a little bit of drama he's johnny knoxville but too ashamed to show his face <laughs> <laughs> Don't drink and fly. Tipsy birds cause havoc and crash into windows. Uh, the Gilbert Police Department in Minnesota has received a series of strange calls about the confused strangers who, uh, who appear to be under the influence. Uh, it is believed an early frost meant the berries had fermented early, yep. uh, earlier than usual, causing them to drink and fly. So all these drunk birds have been uh, flying around this area, just crashing into windows, yes. <laughs> flying into people, like smashing into car windows, just like being super loud and super crazy, just a whole bunch of wasted birds. Starting fights. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, it's, it's, it's nothing that, nothing that you can... You can like that you can, can you do? do about it. It's just mother nature. You can't just, tell them off. Like, no. That's irresponsible. <laughs> you shouldn't be messaging your ex, and you shouldn't be at my house right now. <laughs> I was friends with your ex girlfriend. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I love that man. I, yeah. I wonder if they could feel the difference if the birds were like, "This is a bit of a, a thrill." 
Well, they keep going. I suppose the article says they keep going back to the berries. Oh, they love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loves getting boozed. Animals, heaps of animals get boozed on like uh, on, well. Um, on Christmas and on like family <laughs> gatherings. Only on the major holidays. <laughs> <laughs> Koalas get baked um, eating the leaves. Yeah. Yeah, and they get they get super stoned. And apparently that's why they act the way they do, yeah. like really lethargic. Yeah. But I've... I think it would be quite scary to see a high energy koala. It mm-hmm. would, like, I'm glad they're, yeah, they're hooked on leaves. Imagine if you if you had koalas. You know, they 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 got a taste of like V energy drinks or oh, something like that. You wouldn't want speed. Wanna, <laughs> yes, speed would be worse. <laughs> oh, was, you know, koalas on meth would be oh, would yeah. be the worst. Tiny little pipes in their claws. Yeah, dude. I would. You know what? I would be. I would rather be locked in a room with like a slightly aggressive dog, maybe the size of say. I don't know, a Border Collie, a Labrador or something like that. It's pretty big. Then, pretty big dog. Then a koala that had been smoking crystal meth for, meth for three days. So, so the dog, what, the, dog's the, dog's slightly, the, the, the dog's slightly aggressive. By nature. So, yeah. So if you, if you, if you go – but it's probably not going to run across the room and attack you. But if you went – if you had to go over and like – or like go past a door that was a little bit too close to that dog, it yeah. would probably jump out and bite you. Yeah, you'd or, rather be in the dog situation than yeah, the koala. Yeah, dude, a koala yeah, that's been on crystal meth for three days, of course I'd rather be with the slightly aggressive dog. That koala would be really annoyed yeah. and would fuck you up. Yeah, Their man. claws are huge and they carry chlamydia, so you get chlamydia if they bite you. From an attack. I be- I would say so. Yeah. and I, I don't know. <laughs> a big part of the koala aesthetic probably comes from them being stoners. The whole, mm. like, cuddly-looking fur... I think is part of them chilling out. I reckon the moment it gets into crystal meth in a big way, it'll yeah, change man. up its look. Like it wouldn't look so fluffy. It would be like a little ratty, like unbrushed teeth. Yeah, dude. Well, it makes you think of like all of our mates that uh, those lovable stoners. You know, you chuck you, you chuck them on the pipe for four days, and then they're, they're not lovable stoners no more. It mixes it all up. <laughs> A Melbourne man is currently trying to sell a destroyed caravan on Gumtree as a fixer-upper. I'm going to read you the ad. This is one of those Gumtree ads where it's completely outlandish to me. Yeah, hit me up. And then I'm going to show you the photo and get you to describe this caravan, okay? (laughs) One caravan, so this is the Gumtree listing. One caravan in used condition. This restoration was recently started four years ago, though unfortunately I've run out of funds. The wheels, axle, and undercarriage are mostly straight. Some of the windows and door seals are as new. The actual door, windows, interior, and exterior panels, ceiling, frame, electrical fittings, undercarriage, paintwork, and accessories all need a little work, but otherwise it's in reasonable condition, with most pieces included. Regrettable sale of a dream project. Take advantage of this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and realise the vision of what could be. Although a little lopsided, it toes mostly straight with slight vibrations. Selling as it's unregistered. Pick up in Croydon. Please bring, all caps, several ratchet straps and a tarpaulin. Now, to me, this, <laughs> this is the... <laughs> <laughs> so what it is is imagine um, imagine that you've you've just come down uh, you've turned uh, you've turned a corner on the highway and you've come up to this straight in the highway and on the side of the road is a caravan that's been hit by a semi trailer. This piece, this something something has smashed into this. This caravan has been in a horrible accident. 
It should not be sold to anyone. That thing should be crushed. <laughs> That's one of the. It, yeah, bro. I'm surprised that they, they even got that off the side of the road. It's pretty much a without pile, crumbling a pile of wood. It's a pile of rubbish. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I rang him. Uh, <laughs> bro, what? <laughs> when did you ring him? Uh, this afternoon. <laughs> Me come out so this guy, um, this guy does listings like this all the time. They're always tongue in cheek, oh, and right. he has a laugh. Like he sells like haunted chairs and stuff. <laughs> so I rang him up. His name's Andre, and I had a chat to him about doing all of this. Yeah. How many listings like this would you say your counters at at the moment? Like how many have you done? So well, at the moment, I've mm. got probably around ten listed, which are everything from. Um, Portable builder's toilet, which is just a rusty old can, and mm-hmm. it states that it, it doesn't come with toilet paper, but all other contents are included. So, obviously, you know, it doesn't leave much to the imagination of what's included, the yeah. other contents. You know, things like that, levitation classes within mm-hmm. um, community classes and that kind of thing. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly what title I've got under, but um, an organic juicing orange. Orthopedic terracotta thongs. Yeah. Um, there's an ancient Persian UFO artifact with encoded blueprints. That was an interesting one because it just started off really ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And it is still hyper ridiculous, but I just went back and started adding more and more detail to it. Yes. And it sort of became like this little hobby. Yeah. <laughs> just getting back and rewriting these ads and just listing new ridiculous things. But it sort of gets to the point where you can overlist and it cheapens the whole deal. Mm. So. And what are the, what are the responses that you get? Do you think that there's always a percentage of people that are genuinely like, have have you ever fully tricked somebody with an item? They're not written that way as such, you know, they're sort of written more just to be a total, joke from the beginning yeah nice really yeah so yeah it's it's not like i am trying to con anyone yeah i, I actually do have real ads there and things that i'm selling but yeah. it was just a bit of a lay period where no one was buying anything yeah and i just put some things but i also use as a bit of a social commentary like yeah, I've nice. a couple of ads which yeah basically are just sending up current issues and you're probably doing the same yourself with with the with your podcast you're running, yeah, I think that we'd probably we'd probably um, be giving ourselves too much credit if we thought of ourselves as satire. I think most of the humour for our podcast is us cluelessly wading into political issues when we do end up in political issues. Yeah, which is even better <laughs> if you if you don't kind of see it coming and you let the joke. Our own ignorance. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which, which is it's great if you can do that. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But, I mean, obviously, when you saw this ad, you didn't take it as being no, genuine. No, I, I was like, I love this. I need to chat to this guy because <laughs> that caravan is nailed. Where did you get the image for the caravan? <laughs> so that's something that actually happened in England. Mm. Yeah, and also, when I did it, I actually made sure that that wasn't – a serious crash. Yeah, nice. Wish fatalities. 
Yeah. So that becomes really important because it's not funny at all anymore. Yeah. If, you know, that's linked to it. So exactly. Yeah, you kind of, so then it became this research element to it where I had to research it and find, make sure. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, but that's the whole point. So having it out of context mm. in a, like a, a listing profile mm. where you wouldn't expect it. And that's the only reason it works. Otherwise, it wouldn't be funny. Yeah. Oh, man. That is that so funny. that's yeah. really enlightening to me because you don't normally see these tongue-in-cheek gum tree listings and assume that this amount of research or consideration for potential people involved goes in. So it's pretty awesome to hear. Yeah, and sort of using gum tree as a platform for comedy but mm. also social comment. Yeah, man. Like a forum, which is interesting. And you get people contacting you. And I was actually going through the messages of Gumtree talking to people like a forum on some of these things, which is yeah. interesting. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so I had a bit of a fan base starting. <laughs> I love it. These ads. Yeah. yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be dead in the water once I put too many on or someone else's jumps aboard and, you know, puts their ads up. Yeah. Uh, the idea will be killed off. So it's, it's also got a shelf life. Thank you so much for joining us, Andre. Dude, that I'm just going to give a little round of applause for both you doing a great interview. Well done, dude. Cheers, man. But Andre is the man. He's so cool, mate. <laughs> He's like. so cool. And no, no, um, like I don't want to put down the idea of seeing a funny gum tree ad, but you don't normally, like I said to him, you don't look at one of those and expect there to be such a thoughtful, a story like, behind intelligent, it, bro. a real beautiful story yeah, behind it. It's a, great. A dude behind it who cares about uh, making sure that nobody was harmed with the image or, or anything like that. Like he he cares about making something funny, but doesn't just put it out at the at the kind of like expense of anyone. Oh, for sure. He, he definitely sounds like he's 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 a he's a really nice guy and also a funny dude. Do you, do you know what uh, where he lives? You live here in Melbourne? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if the um the listing on Gumtree is for real, but that says Croydon, which is in <laughs> Melbourne. But yeah, he's somewhere in Melbourne, and he was the man. Like I just sent because on Gumtree you can see somebody's number. I yeah. just sent him a message. I was like. What's up, man? I'm Cam. I do a news podcast. Can I chat to you about this funny listing? And he was like, yeah, man, when? I was like, now? And he goes, yeah, bro, give me a call. And then we just had that conversation. Well, did you, uh, hopefully Andre listens to this episode mm. and I'd like to send out an open invitation to come on the show. Yeah, man, I'd love to have him. he sounds awesome. I'd love to have him in for a chat yep. and get his get him to join in on, on these news stories with us as well. Andre is the dude. Yeah, come be our guest. Andre, would love to have you. Body in bin bag, dumped in woods. Turns out to be a sex doll. (laughs) 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 Officers spotted the figure abandoned on Thursday in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, and even called a coroner. But they pulled the object out of the black bin bag to find it was, in fact, a life-life a life-size female sex doll since dubbed Mandy. <laughs> this, is where it gets, this is where it gets a bit dark. Residents nearby have since set up a shrine near uh, to the location uh, Mandy was found, sharing heartfelt messages, flowers, and candles. <laughs> Some have left balloons, toys, including a tiny Elmo doll from Sesame Street, <laughs> a sign at the foot of a cross serving as a makeshift grave, uh, reads, Mandy, we will remember you fondly. R.I.P. 
It's like <laughs> quite a kid. The way that it's set up, Cam, on the well, the way that it's set up on the side of the road there. Mm. Um, is 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 very much. It looks like a legit dude, roadside grave. It looks like a hundred percent like a legit road, road roadside grave. It's it's uh, like a, an actual memorial that you would find for someone that for find for someone that has uh, that has gone off the that has gone off off the road. For sure, man. Like you wouldn't walk past that and assume blow up doll. You'd be like, oh man, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's not a blow up doll though. It's kind of like I, I feel we've brought up. Um, I feel like we've brought up these, or the, uh, probably I've brought up. <laughs> and when you say brought up, you mean thought about. <laughs> no, I, on, the, on the podcast in previous stories, I mm. think, um, about, I feel we brought up a story about how um, like a sex shop tried to um, give out trials to uh, sex dolls and they were running it like as a, a sex doll brothel, but using it using an adult shop as to say come in and you can try you can try out a sex doll but you have to pay like 50 bucks i feel like that's just one you've spent time reading up on (laughs) (laughs) well how was it anyway how was the trial it was good man you know they banned it after i can't remember what where it was because i kind of feel like here in australia i'm pretty sure it was america because here in australia we have sex workers and brothels and shit like that so no one would really give a fuck, right? But it's, some people probably prefer rubber or silicon or whatever they're made yeah, of. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm saying, like, the, the cops probably wouldn't care here. But in I America, see. they don't have legalized prostitution. I see, yeah. Over there. So I think that's like yeah. they'd be like, oh, there's someone trying to bend the rules. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they would put the doll in cuffs. And take the doll away? I don't know. It seems that seems dramatic. That seems like a made-up side to it. <laughs> that is the most mellow part of the whole story. No, they they all end up where Mandy was found, buried side of the road, buried on the side of the road, a little shrine to them. But I do look. Um, so this is this is in a town um, where Mandy where Mandy was found. Um, a um, quite quite a quite a small town outside of outside of Cincinnati, mm-hmm. and. I just look. I love the dark sense of humor you find in small towns and, yeah. and country people. Man, they're not afraid to really push that to dark sense of humor. Yeah, because you because you're like you definitely upset people by by just because it's dark. You know, it's dark comedy. You can definitely upset people, but um, it's pretty funny. I like it. <laughs> it's real fucking funny, dude. <laughs> R.I.P. Mandy. Father faces prison time for pretending to catch a fish. According to Alexander, all he wanted to do was convince his seven-year-old twins that he was a good fisherman. Alexander, 42, from some town in Germany, was on vacation in Kufstein, Austria, when he and his wife decided to play a prank on their seven-year-old twins. Now, this first part of the story is all according to Alexander, okay? This is his version of the events. So... He wanted to play a prank, he says, on Enya and Arthur, his seven-year-old twins, by buying two frozen trout from the shop, driving the whole family out to a lake, and then surprising the kids when he had secretly thawed out the fish and then put the hook through these frozen fish's mouth and then reeled in the fish. 
A police spokesman told the police that even if he was only catching a frozen store-bought fish, it didn't matter. Regardless of whether he had a frozen fish on the line or not, it's illegal to have a rod in the water without a license, the official said. Although Alexander had a fishing license, he didn't have written permission to catch anything from that particular lake, where he says he was only catching frozen fish, and adding insult to injury, he had to face the indignity of admitting in front of his kids that he had lied about how good of a fishing uh, fisherman he was. The authorities think he's lying because if he is convicted of actually fishing in that lake, mm. he could go to prison for six months. Whoa. Yeah. So that's why... And obviously I'm not a lawyer, nor am I fully involved in that case... But that whole first half, Alexander has just made up. You reckon? Yes, because the only person, so um, the judge offered him a settlement mm. where Alexander would have to pay a fine, admit that, yes, he was fishing in the lakes. Here's what I think was happening. Mm. Alexander was fishing in a lake, yep. shouldn't have been fishing in that lake, yeah. got caught, and they said, hey, man, we're going to have to fine you. And he mm -hmm. said, no, take me to court. It was I was actually catching a frozen fish. Yeah. So where it's gotten to now is um, they said, can you prove that those were frozen fish? And he said, Yes, I can, because a guy came up and I he watched me unwrap the frozen fish, but he's on holiday and his phone's turned off. Like he's saying okay. that the only witness okay. is away and uncontactable. Yeah, that's where it gets, that's, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. up to then, look, w w is it a story that I would, would, would say that I would lean to believing? Probably not. But mm. do those things happen? Yeah, there's definitely idiots out there that, that, that find themselves in situations like this, mm. for sure. It happens all the time, right? But it's too many things lining up together. Too many little things. I think I think you're right. Mm. I think I think he's definitely a liar. I think he's a stubborn liar as well because yeah. if the judge offered him, hey, just admit you're wrong at this point, man. And he's like, oh, I wasn't. But you won't be able to find the guy who can say that I wasn't, like, <laughs> who can help me seem innocent. What if, what if all these things did line up for him? What, what if... That guy is overseas and his phone is turned off. Was he able to supply a name? Uh, no. Nah. Okay. But what if it turns out Alexander was just trying to prank his seven-year-old twins, <laughs> Arthur and Enya? I don't think he is, eh? I don't think he is. Do seven-year-olds even get pranked? Bag. I don't know. And what a boring prank. Mm. Like Because catching, like, hey, I got you, you thought that I caught fish out of a lake that does have fish. That's like, hey, gotcha. I bought chewing gum from a supermarket that sells chewing gum. There's nothing yeah. in it. Like, how dumb are your seven-year-olds? <laughs> <laughs> and how easily impressed are Arthur and Enya to think, if that's the kind of thing that impresses them, Alexander, you got to adopt them out. Seven-year-olds are easily impressed, though. Yeah. Yeah, super easily impressed. But just from catching a dead fish, because keep in mind that <laughs> yeah, <the laughs> it would come out dead. fully flaccid and frozen, man, like... If the kids get excited by that, yeah, trade them in. Yeah, I think I think that um, like I'd like to see him go to jail. I don't <laughs> like just for the story though, like not for you know maybe maybe it would help um, Anya and what's the other Arthur. Kids? Arthur just to not have their dumb dad around for six months. Mm -hmm. Like just give them a break. <laughs> yeah, it must be tough having give a them dad a break from the lame jokes yeah, and the lame man. pranks. Yeah, it must be hard to go through your life with 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 being being led astray by someone like that. <laughs> Elon Musk, here he is, our boy, back yeah. in the news again, back doing the the great things for the world that he always does. 
Elon Musk pays for new water filtration systems at all Flint schools. Uh, have you? Do you know about uh, Flint, Michigan, Cam? Yeah, I think that is it. Michael Moore that does heaps of or explains that stuff to us. Um, documentary so, maker. So there is a documentary on Netflix uh, that that I've watched a few episodes of. Uh, I don't believe that the one I watched was from Michael Moore because um, he usually has his face in it, right? Yeah, he's yeah. usually chasing someone <laughs> yeah. at, at their place of work. <laughs> Without an appointment. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't remember that happening in it, he wasn't in it. Yeah, he definitely wasn't in it. Um, but so what happened in Flint, Michigan was uh, they – the town's in a, a rural Australia. They've got a lot of crime there. They've got like no uh, – it's like it's like 90 police for thousands of people and mm. there's just crimes happening all the time. Like people, people getting like murdered or killed and then just – Hours until police rock up, like it's that under, it's that crazy, you know. Mm. It's 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 in the top three most dangerous cities, yeah. uh, in 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 the United States. Now, what what happened even uh, to mess things up even worse was the the um, the council there, the government decided to uh, change where they get the water the the water from for the town, yeah. And the new water source was filled with lead. And then people started getting lead poisoning. I have heard about this. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So um, Elon Musk has come in and um, one of the most popular and innovative billionaires in the world is helping Flint community schools install new filtration systems for, for their water. Um, FCS announced Friday that they will be installing new ultraviolet water filtration systems for water fountains at all um, 12 school buildings throughout the city. Uh, thanks to a ge- very generous donation from Elon Musk. Uh, and the Flint schools came out and said, thank you, Elon, for investing in the health and future well-being of our students. Your generous donation will help us replace all water fountains, uh, install new water stations and new water filtration throughout all schools in Michigan. And Elon said, you're most welcome. Hope to do more to help in the future. He's just a bloody great fucking dude, man. Good man. He's just a good dude. Like it's just like this is like Flint's in a lot of trouble. Like it's it's that that for especially for somewhere that you know it's meant to be in a country like America that's meant to meant to be one of these first world countries. You watch that documentary and it's uh, it is on Netflix. Um, it's called Flint Town and uh, it's a really good doco to watch. Um, but yeah, you just definitely see that these people um, definitely need a. Helping him, but he ended up donating about half a million dollars. Yeah, and uh, and help helping them out. But then it makes me think, right? It makes me think, like with the government, like if one guy can fix this problem, it, it's just it's it's awesome that he people like him are out there and doing it. But it's a shame, like they it's a shame that they have to be. Ah, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of a bummer, man, that they have to be out there doing that mm. when you know it, it. It just makes you think, like, why isn't the people running that country? changing that it's meant to be america you know yeah and like these kids don't have healthy drinking fountains at their school and they're getting lead poisoning isn't that something that you think wouldn't be going on Mm. it's crazy here's your options elon takes over Mm. but he takes over with an army of robots or (laughs) politics keeps going the way it's going Mm -hmm. and um and then in 20 years time people look back and think of trump as like a bit of an angel compared to what the corruption becomes. Those are your options. Oh, Jesus. And the robots can think and have souls. All right. Um, are the robots like humans in the way that there's good robots and bad robots? Yep. Okay. And how how bad are the bad robots? Do they have weapons and stuff? Yep. 
Oh, they do? Yeah, and they don't look like humans. They all look like big crabs. Oh, yeah, and do the, but do the good robots fight the bad robots for us when, when, when they turn? Yeah. And is there more good robots than bad robots? Fluctuates just like real life. Okay. Um, whew, that's a tough one. All over the world? Yeah. Yeah, it's a world-dominated thing. Um, does Elon live, live forever then? Can we get Elon to? Like, uh, 200 years. Um, I'm going to go with Elon. Yeah. Mm. Okay. That means you do hate like human politicians then because I know you really you hate. You know I don't like you robots, You really hate bro. evil robots. I hate robots. So you, you oh man. Well, if they're going to be. hate politicians. If, if, if they're going to be so bad that we look back on Trump as an angel, like they must be real bad. Yeah. That's like, fuck it. Give the, I've changed. Give the robots, but only if Elon's leading the charge. Yeah, he has to be their commander. Yeah. And yeah. do I get to meet him? Yeah. Yeah, 100% yeah, the robot trade then, bro. On your one of your birthdays, on your 50th birthday. Oh, cool. Do I? Can I ask him for, if I was to ask Elon for a job, mm. what sort of job do you reckon I should ask him for? Like, he's uh, only got five minutes. He, he's got many, okay. lots of birthdays to go to. You've right. got to have the job lined up. I'll have so to work on my pitch. Well, I'm only, he's like I'm shaking only... hands with a, a bunch of other people born okay. on the same day as you and he's heading yeah. towards you. He's like, and that weird accent, congratulations, you made it to 50. Congratulations, you made it to 50. Oh, so I don't get five minutes of myself. I just share my five yeah, minutes. Yeah, man. There's like oh, that's there's tough, 28 bro. other people from, 28. from Victoria, Melbourne. 28 born, in that one five minutes. All born on the same day what? and the same year as you. And you guys are all meeting in a quiet spot at the library. And Elon comes in. And because it's the library, even though you're excited, you, it's, mm. like, it's like, oh, there he is. There he is. And then he comes over. He's shaped, He's got like two people away from you. Shakes hands with them, like some guy called Russell, some other dude who you didn't hear him when yeah. he introduced himself. He mumbles a bit, and then Elon comes to you. Yeah. And he looks at you, a little twinkle in his eye, and he goes, are you the one looking for a job? Mm. What job did you want? Espresso man. That's the only – dude, I don't even want to be that, but it's just like that's, I felt like I could pull that off in the moment. When you looked at me then and said what job, I felt like espresso man is something I could sell. He presses his ear. Like yeah. He's got an ear piece, uh-huh. ear piece in and he's like, we've got a new espresso man. Oh, dude, sign up the robots. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah, you get hired to be uh, espresso man. I don't know if it's the <laughs> espresso man. Never heard of the job. <laughs> Cheers to Elon for doing great things. And congrats on the job. Thanks, man. I'm excited about it. All right, we got a send in, Timmy. Hit me. Who this we got, one, who got one from? This one comes from Stallion Patty from Little Elizabeth and Frontside Backsides. And here's the headline. Mountain goats are being airlifted out of a national park because they crave human urine. Oh, what, nas- where, where is, is, uh, what national park is this at? In Washington in the States. Yeah, cool. So Olympic National Park located in Washington <laughs> is faced with a daunting challenge Removing a ballooning mountain goat population that's developed a strong appetite for human urine. Mountain goats aren't a native species in the park. Since their introduction in the 1920s, their numbers have blossomed into a staggering 700 undulates. Now, with humans flooding the area and routinely relieving themselves on various hiking trails, the goats have developed an insatiable thirst for urine which serves as a strong source of salt and minerals. There's got to be other sources. Acting in concert <laughs> with the National Park Services and the USDA Forest Service, park authorities have begun tagging, blindfolding, and 
<laughs> blindfolding a goat must be such a crazy experience. <laughs> blindfolding and airlifting goats. Why? So they can't find their way back to the paths. <laughs> yeah, back to back to the glory. And they go back and they go, hey, there's yeah. this glorious El Dorado of human piss. Well, and it, they and they tell everywhere. these yeah, and they tell these stories and back to like, the other goat herds. How do you get there? I don't know. <laughs> It's the city of gold. It's the literal city of gold. Yeah, right. Human piss gold. That's what it is. The goats are then fitted with GPS collars and ferried in pairs to nine separate sites. So they split these goats up so they don't all work together to find their way back to the golden city. Um, and the sites provide a more hospitable environment for the surging goat tribe where they can roam free of human interlopers. <clears throat> Mountain goats can be a nuisance along the trails, along wilderness campsites. Uh, and I just want to skip to the end of this. There was just mm -hmm. one last little thing I wanted to focus on. Oh, here it is. So unrelated to the fact, this is included in the article, unrelated to the fact that goats have been lapping up urine, are the general safety concerns of the amount of goats in this area. Right. Because in 2010... One hiker was gored to death by a goat. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because they can, um, they with their horns, they can fuck some people up. Eh? Have you seen those videos on YouTube of people fighting goats? No. What do you type in? Just goat fight. Yeah, just goat goat fighting goat fighting people. There's some really good videos out there. Yeah. Um, but I don't. You like that would have to be a real angry goat, and you'd have to be kind of weak. You to know get what beaten I mean? by a goat, yeah. To be, oh, not to be beaten by one, but to be murdered by one. Yeah. Like if, if someone if, if my mate <laughs> okay. If if just say I was I was uh I was say in, in a in, in town in Melbourne mm -hmm. and say so I get hit by a tram and I die, right? Yeah. And you're out in the wilderness and um you get gored by a goat and killed and we meet up in heaven and you and you go dude how'd you get here and i go i got hit by a tram and you were like oh i got murdered by a goat i would be like you're a pussy yeah you'd be <laughs> like, like you don't deserve I got hit to be by up five here. rhinos on a skateboard bro that's what it took to take me down you got you got murdered by a goat <laughs> so actually someone actually died though it's sad yeah. <laughs> like, you want to attack a little R.I.P. on well, the end of that? Not that one. That would be that would be too far, Cam. That that's the line. I know where the line is, and that's the line. Uh, I've got a send in, Gammy boy. Um, so uh, just let me find uh, this, where the send is from. So uh, the send in is from Stallion Jamie. And the headline is... Welcome to the show, Jamie. Stallion Jamie, sorry. Man spent six and a half euros, thousand euros, six and a half thousand euros on pizza with neighbor's bank card as she lay dead in flat for two years. Whoa. Yeah. So a man is to be sentenced next month for preventing the burial of an elderly neighbor whose body lay discovered in her Belfast home for around two years. Uh, Robert Sharkey appeared at Belfast Crown Court yesterday where he admitted all but one charge against him following the discovery of the remains. Um, the charges included breaking into a home, stealing a bank card, then using that card to pay bills and buy food, including the 6,000 6, uh, euros of Domino's pizza. Didn't even mix it up. Just got six thousand. Loyal 000. to Domino's, dude. And euro. So, so what's that? That's that's like about thirteen thousand Australian dollars. 
I guess. I don't know. It's 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 about doubling a bit. Okay. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and that's that's a lot of money. At what point? Yeah. At what point there? So you've done the wrong thing, right? Let's let's yeah. assume. Okay. Let's assume that Robert Sharkey is dumber than he is evil. Mm. Right. So he's 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 obviously. Not he's not a great person. Yeah, a good person. He's not even a good person. A good person to do this, but there's there's a chance that he's not evil and that he's just really stupid. Yeah. Now, at what at what point do you get to where you just go, this is just what I do now. This is just this is. Do you stop feeling guilty at some point? Like, do you get to about three thousand euros and go, well, this is just. This is just one of the things that I do in life. I eat Domino's every night. Yeah, this is I, just me. I eat Domino's every night, paid for by the card of the woman next door, whose body I know is laying dead on the floor. Yeah, <laughs> bro. I think he didn't have. That's, that's the part is that he's still living next door to her the whole time. Yeah. Would you not move away? And obviously, a real lack of understanding of technology or I think he just didn't care because obviously it's her card, her name. As soon as they did discover her, they were going to figure it out that it was to his address. Like he gave every yeah. possible detail. He, um, he was framed himself. He's He he didn't do it. He, he must have known. Well, you think that you think this, these things that you must have known that it had a D-Day. Like mm. this, 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 this scam had a shelf life. Yeah. Um, but – Maybe he didn't. Maybe some. Maybe he's that. He's that positive. <laughs> you reckon he's just an optimistic guy? <laughs> maybe he is. This might be too specific a question, mm-hmm. so sorry to throw it at you. Yeah, but hit me. At the very start of that article, yes. it says uh, that Robert admit admitted to every single charge except yep. for one. Do you have it, any idea which one he refuted? It didn't say what the one charge was. Um, mm. It, it may have been some like there was so many charges of breaking and entering and all these kind of things. It may have been, you know, when you get to courts and then the and then your lawyer's like, "Well, Robert, you're done for sixty eight of them, but I reckon this last one yeah. we'd be able to get out of this." You're only one. going to prison for one hundred and eighty eight years, Robert, <laughs> because it turns out you're only broken to the front door, not the side and front, <laughs> which they had you down as. Yeah, I'd be interested. Like the fact he even refuted one is, yeah. is funny to me that he was like. Oh no, not that other little thing. <laughs> you think you just go, you got me. <laughs> yeah. There's no hiding, you got me for sure. <laughs> All right, I've got a quick follow up. Hit me. Uh, our mate, well, he's not our mate. I say that way too easily. Mad Mike Hughes, who is a very famous flat earther, he built a rocket so that he could blow oh, yeah. himself into space. That I was his method. About Mad Mike. Mad Mike Hughes, he's our Sally and Sean's. Pretty much like uh, mentor. Yeah. Sally and Sean loves the guy. Um, <laughs> but Mad Mike Hughes is a very entertaining figure. He lives in the States. He built a rocket to blow himself into space because that was his like most straightforward way of proving. Did he get up about 500 yards or something like that? Was it 500 yeah. meters or something like he that? He fell to the ground like off his rocket yeah. and um, he didn't, didn't die. No. He just got taken to hospital with some injuries. He is running for governor of California. Yes, at the moment, <laughs> um, which is crazy enough on its own. But also, he's setting up a meet and greet at a punk music festival to try and increase his chance of getting more oh. votes. So this turned up in my Facebook newsfeed. I'm just going to read you out his um, his Facebook update. Join me for a weekend of music, sports, 
punk rock and politics. Come to my booth and learn how you can hashtag waste it 2018. And I'm not sure if he's talking about the vote. Like, I don't know why mm. hashtag waste it is anything, but then hashtag California, hashtag governor, hashtag politics, hashtag punks with an X. The lineup that he, so these are the bands playing at this festival where Mad Mike's going to be. The Offspring, Pennywise, Suicidal Tendencies, Social Distortion, Rancid, and Bad Religion. Huge. So huge I already kind of thought, apart from his belief about the earth, I thought Mad Mike was kind of a cool dude. <laughs> now that I know what music he likes, yeah. I'm like, man, I'm am I Mad Mike? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. He's, I wonder. I wonder how big he is following. Sort of is. I wonder how popular he is over there because. If he's not too huge and he is looking for media outlets to talk to. Mm. Oh, yes. Who, I reckon we should definitely get him on the show. We should definitely at least try. How hard would it be? Surely. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll hit him up. Hit him up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Let's lock that one down. Yeah. I think the trouble with him is he probably gets hit up constantly. Mm. And he's definitely, when it comes to flat earthers, he's one of the most vocal. So he probably gets messages from trolls all the time. Yeah. So it'll be about. I wouldn't want him to come on the show and then us to be like, ha ha, the earth isn't flat. Oh, no. Like, I just I want to be know like, about bro, his life, you, bro. He sounds like- You rode a rocket into the sky. Crazy. How many people can say that they they built their own rocket and rode into the sky? Regardless of 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 this guy's beliefs and whether mm-hmm. you believe, mm-hmm. believe his beliefs or not, which both of us don't, but whether you do or not, he has lived an interesting, an interesting fucking life, man. Hard. Yeah. So if you're lucky enough to live in California, vote for Mad Mike for that. <laughs> Don't go to that extreme. <laughs> well, at least maybe go to that punk festival yeah, and, and meet him. Yeah, get a photo with him at his um at his booth at the punk festival and go watch those bands as well. What a day that would be. I'm kind of jealous of him. <laughs> All right. It's that time in the show where we leave you with some heartwarming news. <sighs> Homeless and disadvantaged Victorians can now travel for free on public transport. Vulnerable Victorians will be able to travel free on public transport under this new trial. Disadvantaged commuters will be able able to obtain weekly and monthly passes under the 12-month state government program, which begins immediately. Housing Minister Martin Foley, who announced the trial yesterday, said the emergency relief tickets would make the system fairer. The new passes will help disadvantaged people get to the appointments and services they need to get their lives back on track, he said in a statement. Many vulnerable people are being unnecessarily caught up in the legal system because the existing day pass is not meeting their needs, and this will help fix that. It's understood community organisations will buy the passes at a heavily discounted rate before they distribute them to those in need. The trial follows a recent review which found many people were forced to fear evade to access basic services, leading to fines they couldn't pay. Schools will also be able to pay for the tickets to give to at-risk students, and the passes are available in Zones 1 or 2 and on regional buses. It's a good step in the right direction, man. I, uh, it, it does make you frustrated that this wasn't around earlier, but it's nice that it is now. Mm. You know what I mean? And for for me, I, I would love to see in the future that, you know, we would have a city where public transport is just free for everybody. And I know that, you know, it, it's hard when it comes down to the economical side of it and mm. we need to, you know, everything costs upkeep and everything like that. But, you know, it's it, – 
for people just to get around and and do their lives sometimes it's 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 it, it's it's hard enough already and it's nice that these people who have all these added pressures and 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 all these things not going for them have one extra thing now that that will that won't stress them out yeah man it's it's important because those things add up and weigh on people mm-hmm. and then everything be- stacks onto the next one to the next one and that forms into all kinds of depression and all kinds of things and i think even if it's one by one taking taking these weights off people's back it's a very important thing yeah man mm. i think it's great you're so right it is a step in the right direction what do we got uh coming up cam should we i think that brings us to the to the towards the end of the podcast tonight i would like to say um just we we mentioned last chance beforehand we we played a show at uh last chance rock and roll bar and and we just had such a good time that night and we and and uh just a big thanks again to to girl germs and undercover crops and the girdies that came and played with us and all the people that came along it was yeah, it was a bloody coming. fun night it was an awesome night yeah. of fun yeah man I, I had such a good time that night and 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 it was awesome we got so we have um, some uh, – we've got just some quickly, shows. thank you to Photo Unist and Johnston Street for all of the footage and photos that you guys got. It all looked great as well. Thank you very, very much. So we have um, a gig cam coming up on October 27th in mm-hmm. Collingwood. Yep, at Stingo's. Uh, so that's with Tony Dork. Have you got the details in front? <laughs> uh, we got we got Tony Dork and a whole bunch of other bands. We, we've got that on this Charging Stallion Facebook page. Yeah, uh, you can come along and and uh, find all the details on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also are doing a live podcast cam. Yes, we are. So we're coming back to Last Chance. We were so grateful that you guys had us. That we're going to be hanging out in the front room in the afternoon doing this show potentially with a guest we're just kind of plotting that behind the scenes at the moment but pretty much free entry come and watch us talk and there'll be a spare mic so you can jump on and have some input if you want but come hang out at last chance that's saturday the 3rd november i did skip one we uh we are playing with dumb punts on on their on their album tour that is Sunday, the twenty eighth of November. Uh, that will be at the John Curtin. Uh, check out Dumb Punts. They're, they're they're doing a whole bunch of tours all around the all around uh, Australia at the moment. Uh, before going over to Europe, they're one of the best bands in Melbourne. Uh, and and if uh, if you get the chance to go see them, if they're coming to your city, uh, it's a bloody great show. They're doing a world tour. It's well deserved. We would barely exist as a band without every all three of those people and Dumb Punts. So definitely come along and support them. And then December second, uh, we're playing with Drunk Mums uh, on their uh, on their Australia tour with uh, Dirty Fences from America are coming over an awesome band, um, and that's Sunday the second of December at Cherry Bar. Um, a bunch of those shows we'll have the links for on our Facebook page, and you can buy tickets through the links. All right, and we've got Sunday Stories, our web series. We chuck out episodes of that every now and then. Whenever you see episodes, comment, like, share. We love that stuff. It helps our episodes get seen by more people. And a big shout out to uh, frothies.com uh, for, for uh, sponsoring us. And they've uh, you can find them on online, frothies.com. Thank you. My name's Cam. My name's Timmy. And you just listened to either the whole episode <laughs> or maybe just the end part of an episode of Charging Stallion Presents News We Like. Thank you. See ya.